Okay, so let me make sure that I'm processing this. Um, so what you're, what you're looking to do, what you're doing is another Bible style. It's a new Bible. It's a Bible based on the philosophy of sleep. And sleep, your... Is our Messiah. Okay. He doesn't even have to say a word. You notice he hasn't said a word. Yeah, I, I see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe in him. And I believe in this movement. Okay. And what is your movement? And again, this is out of curiosity. This is it. If you take seven deep breaths, close your eyes, open your eyes, lay eyes on sleep, three pure thoughts will come right to your mind. With that said... Would you like to try? No, I would not. But here's the thing. May I ask why? I've looked at sleep five times. Sleep has looked at me nonstop. So you sleep have the abilities to calm people, to do all these miraculous type things um, to the point of a movement and a Bible. Yeah. Okay, so based on what you've shared with me, yeah. I, that is not something I would publish. Why? That is not my style. Did Oprah Winfrey tell you not to like us? For the company that has my name on it, and this is nothing personal, this is business, does not include that type of content. And no, Oprah did not say, don't like us. Vicky, Miss Vicky, <laughs> okay. and Killer Mike. <laughs> and no, that. Oprah did not say that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Such a hilarious scene. Mm-hmm. From the Killer Mike trigger warning, warning. Netflix yeah. you guys gotta check it out that was on the white I think the black Jesus or the new Jesus episode mm-hmm. um, <laughs> Killer Mike is on his uh, journey to erase the white Jesus <laughs> and replace him with a black Jesus I'm really mad that we still have that episode playing right now and they are in full worship <laughs> full worship but tell, tell the people where they're at in full worship I have no idea where Just, are they the club the strip club yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. It. Okay, get y'all some Netflix. Okay, Netflix is really Netflix. you know they raised their price, but I, I feel like Did after they? that day or two, look, you didn't even know. Yeah, but I, I feel like after it. that day or two, <laughs> okay. get you an email address Careful. and a password. Because I heard that they're gonna like put some algorithms in. Okay, the they can algorithm all they want. Okay? These multiple accounts. My family member owns the owns the account. Okay. Well, your days may be numbered because oh, okay. the Netflix girls are Number on that D's. ass. Okay. <laughs> Number D's. Okay. The Netflix girls We're are going to We're on a family plan. They're going to beat that ass. From Verizon to Netflix. Okay. <laughs> family plan. Hashtag get that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that to us, Netflix. Why you got to do that like to that, us, baby? baby. <laughs> you know we, we share accounts. Don't do not do that, but... This episode was brought to you by... <laughs> What is it? Peanut Noir and a yes. little brown. Okay. Yes, but shout out. I, I really fucks with that. Killer Mike. Um, trigger warning. You yeah. guys, if you haven't checked it out, make sure you do it. And what else did I want to say? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, in this episode, so this whole this whole idea, like sleep was the quote unquote messiah, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason why they pick sleep, they kind of like this. This whole religion is based off of sleep, like literally sleeping. Mm-hmm. So he has in one part of the episode, he has this um, 
this like exercise where he gets some volunteer participants or whatever. They come in in the middle of the day and listen to um, Trigger Mike, um, Trigger Mike, (laughs) Killer Mike, um, talk about sleep and his new movement and why he's doing it. And then he has them go to sleep. Mm. They lay down. And when they wake up, the task is um, he gives them all like a memo book or whatever is to start writing um, as soon as you wake up, whatever your first thoughts are. And it turned out like really well. Like people woke up refreshed. People woke up um, saying that they had more clarity, that they felt better about going on like for the rest of the day. Like maybe they had some anxiety about some things that happened in the morning, Mm -hmm. but they felt better like going on and continuing the day. And I was just like, damn, like. Imagine if we all could take a nap in the middle of the... I think Google, if you work for Google, you can. Bitch, I don't work for Google and <laughs> I do. But you do? Okay. <laughs> okay, well, tell the people how they... If you can't get with Google, how can you it's get a nap hiding. in the middle of the day? Okay, you go hide in your car. <laughs> I'm going out for lunch. Okay, you I'm take your little naps. We won't talk about that. We okay. can. Taking naps oh, okay. in the middle of the day. Listen, sleeping in people's offices. Under the desk. Using your, your book bag okay. as, a, as a pillow. But I just think if everybody took a nap and mm. could wake up from lunch, <laughs> it would be just an easier... Not we easier, deserve a siesta. It would be such a nicer mm. place to live. Yeah. People would be less grumpier. It shows you, though, this country <laughs> was based on slavery. They don't want you to... But they're, in Latin countries, it. they have siesta. You go home, you have your full meal, you take a rest, and then you come back and work the rest of the day. I love... Yes. Okay. Because the itis be killing folk. Sometimes I think I shouldn't even eat lunch. Because after lunch, I'd be like this. Well, you know, they say... Uh, it's funny, like, when people... I always get people when they when people say, you know, they say... I'm always like, well, who is they? Okay. <laughs> but Somebody asked me that. Research. Like, <laughs> who did you say? Them. You know them. It's a good comeback. Okay. <laughs> Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> that we're sleepy after lunchtime mm-hmm. which is around noon or whatever or you know when the noon sun is to at three. the highest yeah. right whatever <laughs> <laughs> okay hours on end noon to three <laughs> we're tired because we're biologic- biologically engineered to we're supposed to take a nap yeah, we're supposed we're to go supposed to sleep to rest. we're yeah. not supposed to go and go and go and go and to your point like America is built on slavery and slaves and Killer Mike points it out in this episode the thing that we're beat for the most was oversleeping. Mm. So, like, even to this day, black people, we suffer from lack of sleep for a lot of different reasons. Yeah. You know, we could be in situations where we're in um, a loud building or in a loud neighborhood and noises wake us up in the morning. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, we could be, you know, I don't know. Um, late, late, I don't know. I don't know. He yeah. he does a much better job at, of explaining this, y'all. You should definitely check it out if you haven't seen. Watch all the episodes. I think it's about six. Um, but he is. I, I liked how he brought that historical aspect to it. Yeah. That you know how this country was built. Lack of sleep and people are kind of shunned for sleeping. Like people like to brag that I, I don't sleep. I grind. I work. I work. I'm always no. on the go. I don't sleep. That's not, and you die earlier too. Right. And you have heart disease, you have headaches, you have all these other things that happen because you're not sleeping. Let me tell you something. I'm four years into this doctoral program and I have gotten some flack for sleeping here and there, right? One time a teacher was just like, would you like to put water on your face? I said, no, I'd like to rest my eyes. I know that's right. Okay. Don't 
try to give me something for yeah. the symptom. Okay. Give Help me. me with the solution. <laughs> okay. And I told I a like teacher that. just this week, I was like, listen, sis, I'm a little <laughs> tired today. So if I decide to take a 10 minutes, please, it's no disrespect to you. I'm not about to sit here. I'm not retaining anything if I'm not rested. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> Maybe one day. I don't know. Yeah. Hashtag we'll rest move. your eyes. We'll- or more, more employer. I mean, really, that would be I feel like hashtag employers. water on your face. Hashtag. Wait, what did you say? Hashtag <laughs> water on your face. That bitch. <laughs> she had me fucked up that day. I was pissed. <laughs> I feel like this movement can start. It's up to employers just to do it. Mm-hmm. Like you give us an hour lunch. Some in some instances you don't. You yeah, know, sometimes you need you a, two at, hours. Right? Why not give your employees more time? Like if we need mm-hmm. to be there an extra hour or whatever. That's I, I think I stay if you six. allow people to rest mm-hmm. and you show that you're investing in their well-being, yeah. you guys talk about work-life balance all the time and send out these emails about health seminars and all this other bullshit that we can't make it to because you got us working like slaves we're tired. and we tired. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Come on. That's it. Bitch, that was a long introduction. It was. Hey, y'all. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast, where Ober may have told you, don't like it. Okay? Where you, I don't know, um, I'm trying to think of what, where you may be trying to start a new movement okay. and start a new and, and write a new Bible based on a philosophy of something that you think is important. Uh, asleep. Right. Okay. But we'll never hang... We, well, I might hang up In on the you. script club. But we may... Ne- we'll never hang up on you. Okay? As always, I'm Preaching sermons in the script club with strippers in the background you know, shaking ass. There are many workers in the vineyard. Okay? Those in the strip club lead saving too. Hello? And a lot of these are black-owned businesses. You don't know where you'll be called. That uplift okay. black women. All right. <laughs> Those dollars are ministry. Okay. I was naked and you clothed me not. <laughs> Come on. Okay. We just clothing. Support sex workers. Hashtag. As always, guys, nice. I am here. I am. You can find me on Instagram, on the Twitter, at IAMPRYAN. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram. On Twitter at E Dante Cole. You know, you might find the both of us at a strip club, but if not, <laughs> find us both on Twitter and Instagram at H U N G U P P O D and on Facebook at facebook.com slash pod. Yes. And if you have the abilities to calm people and do miraculous things, email us at hungupod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yes. And thank you so much for your ratings, reviews, comments, questions, love, and hate. Keep them coming at Apple Podcasts or on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find a man who can do miraculous things to that bussy. Ooh, wow. Okay. Mm. Get into my business. Get all into it. Mm, literally. What you're looking for. I know what, what you're, you're looking for. What you're, you're searching uh, for. You, you don't, don't have, have to search no more. Get up and <laughs> Fill your life with happiness. Yes. Uh, Tony. <laughs> Miss Braxton, we sing your notes. The gospel <laughs> playlist that I was playing before we got started. Amen. And shout out to Ben Franklin. Get us lifted and mm-hmm. in good spirits. That's all I was trying to do. That's all I was trying to do. And these libations are getting good spirits, too. <laughs> Both helped and contributed to the cause. They did. Brought to you by. <laughs> now, do you have any listener feedback? So, I don't have any listener feedback this week, do you? No. I'm kind of... Oh. 
But I would like to share, let's call it, what did we say was going to call it? A hung up, a hung health tip. Mm. Health tip for those who are hung. <laughs> that would exclude me. Well, nah, <laughs> this is this is a, a hung tip for everybody. Okay. No, like, so, you know, I was telling you before the show that throughout the week, you know, whether it's an email I get from a colleague, mm. whether it's, you know, I'm scouring the internet and coming across like different blogs or Twitter, mm-hmm. reading different articles and resharing it. Um, I just like, I'm always interested in information and curious about the things that I maybe thought I knew about, but didn't really know about. Okay. So it's just like, I feel like when it comes to the show, like we have this platform, if, you know, I want to be able to share those things that I feel would benefit other people. So this is like a health tip per se, because this is like directly dealing with blood pressure. I came across this article that a colleague shared with me and the article kind of led me to another site And, you know, this whole idea about blood pressure, you know, I thought I was familiar enough with, Mm. you know what I mean? Especially in the sense of I go to, you know, the doctor Mm -hmm. and, you know, I get my blood pressure checked on a regular basis. You got the cuff. The cuff? Yeah, the blood pressure cuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How you check yours? It's like the little plastic part, right? It kind of clips on. Oh, that's some new age shit. Is that? We use the blood pressure cuff where you wrap it. And it's like the blue ball. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got that new technology. I got that pin. Okay, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> My doctor's that pin. All right. So is mine. So but you. Must be that family medicine and not the hospital. <laughs> I see. You know, I see a family practice well, person. That's fine. You were saying. <laughs> so. Yeah, so to the point, I want to share this article I came across about high blood pressure because I thought I knew enough about it and comes out comes come to find out I didn't. Mm. And I want to share this because really high blood pressure affects us black people. Yeah. In alarming rates, mm-hmm. right? So I want to talk really quickly about what high blood pressure is and then also share like what are some foods that contribute to high blood pressure mm. and maybe make some recommendations about what we can eat to lower that. Mercy. Um, okay. And this is all, you know, all things that I found online. So according to healthheart.org, um, what is blood pressure? It's the force of blood pushing against the walls of your blood vessels. Come on, push against the walls. So, okay, come okay. on. On brand. I like this. Yes. Make it familiar okay. to the audience. Say so. Can we? I, okay. <laughs> Go on ahead. Teach us. This is why I love having you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is why I love For more reasons have. than one. Okay. Yes, Luther. <laughs> Let me not distract you. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Because we're going to be like like an hour and a half show. Okay. Okay. So, pushing against those walls, that pressure, right? And when it's too high, that's when you have high blood pressure, pressure. hypertension. So, let me just break that down real quick because I still didn't, I wanted to know more about that. So, basically, when your heart is beating, right? Every beat, it creates pressure because Mm -hmm. the beat is pushing the blood through. This intricate network Mm -hmm. that we have Mm -hmm. of blood vessels, um, arteries, veins, all that shit, right? But the the pressure is the result of two things. Okay. It's the pressure going in, Mm -hmm. okay, against those walls. Mm -hmm. And then it's the pressure that's there in between the rest. 
Okay. That's okay. why when you get your blood pressure checked, it's two numbers. Okay. That's what the two numbers are. Yes. Okay. Yeah. One is the the push out mm-hmm. and the pressure against the walls. That second number is the pressure that exists, I guess, when there's a rest in between the beat. Yeah, the stolics. The st- <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a science girl. You a science girl. <laughs> oh. So. <laughs> right. So what happens when you're constantly having that, that high pressure? Yeah. Right? Constantly, constantly, constantly. It tears at the walls. Yes, it does. It breaks the walls down. It certainly does. Okay? Mm-hmm. And what happens, those tears fill up with plaque, basically. Mm. The more plaque buildup you have, the smaller your arteries get. So now the blood, now the blood can't get to the places that it needs to get to. Mm. What does that lead to? Losing your eyesight, Mercy. stroke, Mercy. heart attack, sexual dysfunction, and heart failure. Mm. Right. So how can we avoid high blood pressure, y'all? Cardio. Take the salt out. Ooh, see, that's a problem. Take the salt. We out. love Lowry's. Take the sugar out. Okay. Tony Saturies. But this is why this I wanted to bring this conversation here because to to start it, I said this impacts us the most. It does. It does. And it's killing us. They call it the silent killer for a reason. Because it's that it's that plaque buildup over time and you don't know it until it's too late because you don't know it until something happens like a stroke Mm -hmm. or a heart attack. So lower your salt, lower your sugar, things like can like Things that come in cans, not good because they mm-hmm. use um, a lot of sodium and, and salt to preserve those things. And we need to uptick our intake of vegetables. Yeah. And like you said, good cardio, exercise, mm-hmm. and obviously knock out salt and sugar, at least as much as you can. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that um, because it definitely made me think a little bit more about you know, the things I, I, I feel like I have a good diet. I, I love fruits. I do eat a lot of vegetables, mm. but there's other things in my diet that I feel like there's some room there okay. where I can make some, some change. Okay. A change, a change. <laughs> but, and also you got to get your blood pressure checked. You got to go to the doctor. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know, I was just there not too long ago and I'm good. Okay. Get the stolics, the systolic and the diastolic. Okay? <laughs> I think. I haven't taken science in a while, but I'm still a science girl. You're still a science girl. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That was the health tip. Nice. Very nice. Thank okay. You, Ryan. I wish I had some harmony. <laughs> um, oh, was that shade? No. no. Oh. no. I mean, unless you want to join it. Like, <laughs> I didn't know it was coming. No, I'm not here to shout at you. But see, I should be prepared. Okay. Or I could pull like be a Patty prepared. LaBelle and be like, no, you sing. Okay. Oh wait, Shaka said that. Was that Shaka or Shaka. Patty? I'm sure when Jill Patty Scott said was it just, at some point. In she time. probably has. <laughs> yes, I agree. So what you got for us today? So we kicked this conversation. We kicked this episode off talking about our boy Killer Mike. Yes, right? we did. So I really wanted to just talk about. Many of you may have seen. I said many of you. Some of you may have seen. That was really preacher of you. Many of you have seen. <laughs> may have seen. Ooh, okay. You see something in me. Oh, do you see it in yourself? I do. Ha ha. Ha ha. Remember when we had our I, I am okay. statements? Ooh. I shed what I shed. Okay. I don't remember what I shed. <laughs> Take, bring the tapes back. Bring all your tapes back. <laughs> yes. Show me the receipts. 
Show me the receipts. Anybody say I smoked that much crack? Show me the receipts what? so I could get a tax return. I would bleep that out. <laughs> That's from the infamous Whitney. Whitney, okay. Well, but you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Killer Mike sat down with the Breakfast Club. Shout out to Charlemagne, DJ Envy, and Angela Yee. <laughs> Last week, they had. <laughs> yes. Appropriate. They <laughs> all the shade around Angelie on the on the internet this week because people trying to figure out girl what her purpose is. That's what they trying to figure out. Yeah. Okay, have we found it? I don't, I okay, as a woman, you remember when Kim Michelle was on? Got that ass. Hashtag beat that ass. Okay. She was ready. Don't forget, Kim Michelle is a Delta. Hopping fences. <laughs> Didn't she say that on her reality show? I have no idea. She was hopping fences backwards. Where's she from? Where's she from? Where's she from? Somewhere down there. She went to Florida A and M. Where she was I hopping think. fences. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If she was fighting or running from a bitch that wanted to fight her. All right, get back to what you were saying. So, <laughs> sat down with the with the with the guys and the gals at the Breakfast Club to discuss social issues like mm-hmm. interracial marriage and. Mm, surely did. Yes. Great topic. And private versus public education. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm an education buff, so I, I was very interested in that. Mm-hmm. So, let me just say, full transparency, I didn't know who Trigger Mike was, uh, Killer Mike was, until the Netflix series aired. Mm-hmm. And people were, I mean, immediately... He was an internet sensation. Everyone was talking about him. Mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was. Did you know who he was before all this? Girl, no. But when I found out about him, you know, my pussy got a little wet. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Wikipedia says Michael Michael Santiago Render, better known as Killer Mike, is an American rapper, actor, actor, and activist. I do know that his 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 name sounded familiar in the sense of I know that he's like a hip hop like yeah. rap superstar yeah you know what i mean but didn't know too much about him 43 years old from atlanta um still married to Sh- uh, um lady named Shayna render mm-hmm. and looks like music group affiliation run the jewels dungeon family purple ribbon all-stars um so yeah shout out to killer mike because you know myself i'm sure i wasn't the only one who you know really got to know him through the show. Through the show. Mm. And I have to say, I really enjoyed it. I, I I love how he keeps everything real in the sense of, you know, everything comes from love when he's speaking. Mm. But he's always trying to illustrate that, you know, living in peace and loving up on each other is not as complicated as we like to make it out sure. to be. You know what it's I mean? It's very simple. It's very simple. And I just really love and enjoy him. Um, you know, he it just in the way that he acknowledges these things and try to make it more practical for the everyday person to understand. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and, and and on top of that, his his love and continued support and the uplifting of the black community. Like he is just he's very passionate. I love folks who are just in love with black people mm-hmm. and want to just root for us no matter what. Yeah. Well, no matter what is qualified because we're not. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm not going there. Sure. Let me go back and just say that are rooting for us 
not a utopia because we know that there's good and bad, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in all places, you know what I mean? But, you know, I just, I just enjoy that. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was your first take on Killer Mike? Like when you first, how did you even get interested into the show? Cause you said you didn't really know about him before the I show? I didn't know about him and I actually haven't seen the show yet, but it's on okay. uh, an open window of mine. I actually got exposed to him today on like what he was talking about on the breakfast club because you sent me that link um and Ooh. yeah as i said you know first of all i love a big man right he and then he was <laughs> a big man's fit in knowledge and so you know i was a bit of a juicy for so okay so okay. i got your attention you i know what i need attention. to do to get your attention okay. now <laughs> well let's talk about that interview that 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 link that i sent you which was the breakfast club interview Mm -hmm. he opens immediately ranting raving loving and supporting this crypt crypt i think cryptocola yeah that he actually bought some along with him so for you guys if you haven't seen the episode he basically um talks about how like he he's like how is it that white gangs like Hell's Angels. Hell's Angels Mm -hmm. are able to be notorious and also capitalize off of who they are, Mm -hmm. who their brand is. And Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like T-shirts, all types of Nelia that they have that, you know, they are marketing and they're selling. But Hell's Angels is a fucking bike gang. Mm -hmm. And they have they have very well been known to be violent and and dangerous. You know what I mean? He was just like, why can't black gangs do that? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Again, a practical question, right? Like, mm-hmm. if they can do that, why why can't why can't black people do that? And of course, you know, there's reasons why, and he challenges that. And um, you know, long story short, he hooks up with the Crips and they make a fucking soda. Yeah. And they start, they go on this journey of marketing it. They have that panel. Um, that didn't know that they were behind the, the mirror or the glass or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they talked about it. Um, what was your, how do you, how did you feel about the crypt, cryptocola? I thought it was a cute idea. <laughs> and then even the, it was the crypts and the bloods even came out eventually mm-hmm. and did their own version mm-hmm. and were selling this side by side. And he referenced many things. So he referenced like when Lil Wayne's on a Pepsi commercial, he'll have a red bandana. Everybody wears a red bandana. If Snoop Dogg's on a Pepsi commercial, he'll have a blue bandana. Everybody's wearing a blue. True. He referenced referenced the mafia and said, you know, while there's a lot of violence connected to kind of the mafia stereotype, there's also, you know, good that it did the community because they, like, created sewage jobs or something like that. So it's just like, he had valid questions. Right. Just it's like questions. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I even I, I just like his approach with things like that. But question. Yeah. Do we not have black gangs that are accepted by the community? Go on. Right. Because I, 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 we'll I'm trying to think. Like, I think fraternities and sororities. Oh, are we not gangs of sorts? Um. <laughs> OK, too much. Well, maybe too much. <laughs> maybe just. I think the issue there is that. um Especially when it comes to that bad H word hazing, mm-hmm. when it's out in the in the in the papers and whatnot, yeah. fraternities and sororities are often regarded as gangs mm-hmm. due to like the hazing incidents and the, and the things that come out. Um, so okay, so what but, is a gang? Good, good. Maybe we no, should get to listen, the, the root of the definition. I like though. this. What is Where a gang? I'm going, I like what you I like what you said because what I'm when I'm getting from that. Mm-hmm. 
is that just like with the Crips and the Bloods, mm. just like with Hell's Angels, it's no difference in the fact that there's good and bad. Right. Right. And just because there's some bad, you shouldn't just cross someone out or or choose not to include them, thinking that they can't bring some something to the table right. of essence or of of you know, I don't know, of importance. Sure. You know what I mean? Because sure. it's still because, and you've said before, and I really fucks with it. You know, two things can be happening at the same time. Sure, I think what he was suggesting is that the black community has no group where, you know that can be recognized for its good. And when I think about a gang, I think it's a group of people who have come together for a common cause, right? So although you. So although, you're taking the negative connotation off of well, it. Well, yeah, I there, got you. there is got a negative you. connotation, right? Violence, da da da, yeah, da. And all that stuff. No, I, I fucks with it. Yeah, I like transcends that. all groups, right? So, but... <laughs> good and bad in all areas. Right? Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, there are groups in the black community that are highly regarded, maybe not by the outside world, because maybe the outside world doesn't even recognize those groups. Mm-hmm. But within the community... It's just like you say, I'm affiliated with X social group or big brothers, big sisters, Jack and Jill. Those are, in essence, gangs. Yeah. Groups of people who have come together for a common purpose. Right. Right? And they're highly regarded by our community. Are there some forms of violence in every single organization? Yeah. There's violence in people. People are violent. Yeah. So how can you expect there not to be? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just... But to your point, I think he hit on some, like, amazing points. Speaking specifically as, like, stereotypical gangs or, like, street vi- street gangs. Like, why can't they create things that help the community, right? right? Like, why not soda when right. everybody's right. drinking it? Why not, you know, hip-hop chips? Why shouldn't the gangs own those? Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I would love a barbecue flavor or a salt and vinegar. <laughs> Have you seen the, the, the chips? I always see them in the grocery store. They're like... Uh, with all the hip hop artists and the rap, rap yeah. artists on it. Why can't the gangs do I that? I buy those. We, I, I, I would cop a blood chip Migos, or a crib chip. The Migos got like a, a sour cream. No, Did you a, do that brand like name? a um, whatever the Migos one is. Yeah. I really like. I saw that in New Orleans. But did you hear that branding? A crib chip. A crib chip. Okay, I have to okay. like find out more. <laughs> Just send me one smooth check. Okay. <laughs> and that'll be yours. <laughs> you see, did you you remember the part where DJ Envy got all hot and the little DJ Envy alert came oh, up? Was I was cracking upset. up. <laughs> he was full upset. So let's talk about that moment. On brand. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about that moment. DJ Envy basically presented this idea to Killer Mike saying that, you know, it's very difficult, you know, to, you know, keep your and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm trying to paraphrase here. Sure. Trying to you know, it's very difficult to get the best education for your kids mm-hmm. um in, you know, urban schools or schools where teachers may not give a damn. And you know, and he even said, like, I've seen that with my own eyes, like teachers that are underpaid and stressed and they don't even want to be there, right? And he was just like, It's better to if you have the means to take your child and and put them in a private school. And, you know, that would work out, you know, better for them. Sure. And then Killer Mike challenges that. Mm-hmm. And the DJ Envy alert starts to go up. Because DJ Envy is just like, um, Killer Mike was just like, yo, that's bullshit. Sure. We need to stop thinking that other is better. Mm-hmm. Other than what we have already. What we have is enough. And he said, there's nothing wrong. Killer Mike was very clear, like, there's nothing wrong with you wanting to 
uh, provide for your kids and give them a better experience. Absolutely nothing. But yeah. it's wrong when we say that that experience is better. Is better. Sure. Than and, than what we already have. And I really like. I feel like Killer Mike took the. He really took it home when he said, if a child or a parent or a faculty member or what have you doesn't have enough respect or the wherewithal to walk into a school that's called Booker T. Washington High School and want to, you know, walk mm-hmm. in pride and and do the right thing and hold themselves accountable and wear that uniform if they want to and get those good grades. But you would do it at a St. Peter's yeah, or some type of preparatory school. If you would do it there, why wouldn't you do it at a school that, you know, DJ Envy, quote unquote, labeled as not good enough for my child and that there's better out there. What say you? Uh, I say that it's a layered issue, right? So I think, first of all, DJ and Envy, uh, sorry, DJ and Envy, Killer Mike and Envy were coming at the argument from like two different, they weren't talking about the same thing. Okay, so from two different perspectives in a way. And Killer so, Mike, in a way of like, Killer Mike Killer kept Mike po- saying that. He pointed it he out. He was like, just like, rich. I'm talking about working class individuals. <laughs> gotcha. I'm following. You yeah, yeah, have, that's what he said. quote unquote, white money, yeah. right? So you have the money to afford your children like the world. And so why would I not think that you're going to give that to them, right? Yeah. And not think that you are going to perceive whatever schools you're putting your children in as the best of the best of the best, right? Right. Right. DJ Envy was like defending these schools that not that the average person is not going to. Right. So right. of course, right. They're taking that your you child have to be privileged. Yeah, you're, to go they're to. taking your child yeah. on like multiple trips per year. They're telling your child how to like invest in homes. That's not the average education. So Envy, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Now, when you talk about working class individual, I completely agree. There's no reason why you should look at these suburban and or white schools and say, like, these are 10 times better. They're going to afford my child better education. Because at the end of the day, I'm speaking as one who has been to two different types of public schools and who also went to a suburban white school. Right. So when I talk, sorry, did I say two different types of public schools? I meant private. Sorry. (laughs) So when I was younger, um, I experienced a predominantly white public school, um, and I, uh, sorry, private school. What the fuck am I saying? And <laughs> a pro- and a pro- I'm not drunk. Is he drunk? No. Who said Get that? Money. <laughs> hey, hey. And a Get predominantly money. black private school where mm-hmm. the only white person was honestly the gym teacher. Okay. Right? Was the education like the what I was being taught? Was it completely different? No. Right. Mm -hmm. The PWI, the private PWI that I went to was in a different location. It wasn't in the hood. It was in the hills of Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. It was surrounded by half two million dollar homes. It was polished and pristine. And there Mm -hmm. were, you know, PTAs and I can't even say piano lessons because there were piano lessons at the all black school, too. Right. It just had the facade of maybe being better right but Mm -hmm. if you really break down the school Mm -hmm. they were teaching you the same shit right right if you break down the teachers though even like in addition to that right although they were teaching the in addition to teaching the same stuff Mm -hmm. what i experienced at that school was hmm. 
I remember having a lot of like racial moments. Mm-hmm. So one, I remember Which being in, a lot of people. yeah, I, I remember being in fifth grade yeah. and we were like cleaning up an arts project and one white girl expected me to clean up her shit. And I was like, no nah, girl, I'm not your slave. Right. Very like lighthearted co- comedic. My teacher pulled me outside and was like, that was really racist of you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, bitch, how? Right. There were minority students in the classroom throughout the time that I was there who were deemed as unruly, as um, as rambunctious, as just like not well behaved just mm. because the work that you gave us was not really stimulating us. We got that shit done until we talked. Right. Mm. Switch it up. Went to a all black private school. Right. Literally the same stuff. When we were done with the work and we started talking and chatting, the teacher tried to find something else to stimulate us. So we were involved in like the arts and crafts. We were involved in, you know, athletics. We we had conversations about society at large, right? At this black at the black school, right? Right. And as and to, to Killer, Killer Mike's point, point is that it there can was exist there. there was a pride instilled in us mm-hmm. about being black. Mm-hmm. We were we we loved the culture that we were kind of nurtured in. So as far as like deeming these white private schools as better, can I say that they were better? No. Right? Yeah. But I can and... say in like the black private institution, mm-hmm. I was proud to be black. Proud transitioning be black. then into sorry, like not to cut you off, transitioning into a majority white public school. I will say that that school prepped me to enter the collegiate world, prepared me to apply to Ivy's without hesitation. That said, I witnessed the saying, you make a school what you want of it, Mm -hmm. right? So there were people who had the talent to apply to the same schools that I did as far as college goes, but they didn't apply themselves. So, like, I I just did not understand Envy's point. I hope all of this makes fucking sense Mm because I'm quite tipsy. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I, my experience was that in the public sphere, I made school what it was. Other people did, too, and did well. Other people did not. And, yeah, those the teachers did not pay attention to them because they didn't come to learn. Yeah. Hmm. Not saying that there aren't public schools in the world that are incredibly underserved, that have resources from, like, the 80s, mm-hmm. right? So I, that's why I say it's a very layered issue. My experience is just my experience, but it's not going to be the experience of somebody else. So what do we do with that? That all make sense? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to just pour this wine. Respond, ho! Yeah. (laughs) I like, I feel like I... Very short memories. I'm too much. Too much wine. Mm-hmm. I get like ideas and thoughts, and then I and I, then I like quickly forget them. But I, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, I like how Killer Mike. You know, he brought up the fact that you know his kids are in a black school. Yeah, and he wants them to have that black experience mm-hmm. that you kind of talked about that you got mm-hmm. when you had your black experience and that. Um, that pride, he wants them to have that before they go out into the world and be told some bullshit like, your skin looks funny. Real. Real. Okay. Because okay. bullshit like that is inevitable. Mm-hmm. 
Because there's white walkers out here and there's white walker juniors out here too. And it's not to say that it's totally exempt from a black school because then, right, there's like the aspect of colorism. So you could ex- you could still experience some bullshit in an all-black school. Mm-hmm. That said, Killer Mike, I think, was very valid in saying that there is a, a pride that you develop in yourself so that when you leave the school, you can walk into different spaces and be like, I'm that girl. Yeah. Or be a little bit more confident than what you would have than been what you would have been if you didn't sure. get that experience. Sure, because stereotype and I, threat and is totally such a thing, and it's yeah. reinforced by being in these PWI institutions. So, speaking of which, like, if you had kids, I don't know if you've considered Ugh, this, but if we you might have, have, to have that, a conversation about that PWI <laughs> HBCU, because Killer Mike is just kind of like coming from this angle of why don't we support our own? Mm. At the end of the day, like, mm. why aren't we doing our own thing? Um, he talked about this example of, you know, these four or five white men in a neighborhood that he was familiar with moving in. They were all strangers, didn't know each other. But within, I think he said less than a year, they had opened up a school and he was just like, why aren't we doing these things? Why are we doing things like DJ Envy suggests? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take my child out and go somewhere where it's quote unquote better when no, really like this is good enough. Right. right. So public versus private education which was a big um topic on the breakfast breakfast club <laughs> yes breakfast interview, <laughs> interview i feel like so me personally i had public education all my life mm-hmm. and um from you know middle school high school public education and into like college i was you know i didn't really honestly i didn't experience a lot of racism until i was either in Philly or about to move to Philly. Mm. So, you know, Killer Mike pointed out a lot of children, you, 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 like DJ Envy, you send them to these preparatory schools and they're in this climate, right, that's different than, now they got to go back to their neighborhood, right? And, you know, navigating that can be a challenge for mm-hmm. a young child. That code switching at a young age, we talked about that, yeah. can be um, challenging for, for a young child. So, you know, you know, I, I present, I ask you the question, you know, for me, public versus private HBCU versus PWI. I'm really, I am really more and more and more. I was already, you know, this idea of, you know, rooting for black and wanting to support black and uplifting black people. Hell, the reason why we're here and to have this podcast, this platform mm-hmm. is mainly to uplift us, sure. you know, black boys, Um, queer boys, gay boys, bisexual boys, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's who we root for a lot on this show, but we really root for everybody, okay? (laughs) Shout out to the white lady who left the comment. Hey, girl. That she she listens to us, and because we really do root for everybody, like Killer Mike, love is love, right? But when it comes to certain things like, why can't we have our own, protect our own, keep our own, keep it in the neighborhood, keep it it black, we should be allowed to do that. You know what I mean? So I'm all about supporting HBCUs. I'm all about sending my kids when I have them to a public school and allowing them to be as black as we, as a family, Mm -hmm. experience blackness and be as black as we possibly can be and embrace it. Sure. Right? It's not going to all be sugar-coated. You know, it's not going to all be pretty. But even that stuff we have to embrace too because when we try to ignore the shit that's there, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And try to call it something else or put a label on it. And you, you're really not, you're, you're really not acknowledging all that's there. I think 
it's problematic and it can lead to problems down the road. Mm. Have you considered that question as far as like, I mean, first of all, do you want kids? <laughs> One. Yes. <laughs> okay. So yes. Yes. Would you consider public versus private PWI versus HBCU? Public versus private. It? I'm considering stats. So what's going to make my kid the most competitive going into college? HBCU versus, um, and so that's going to be dependent on like whatever area I live in. Um, HBCU versus PWI. I honestly, my gut answer was my kid's choice. Right. So I think about my college application experience. My parents. Oh, I might get some flack for this. But my Jamaican ass parents um, <clears throat> barred me from applying to the HBCUs that I wanted to. And we can talk about the division in the black community between black Americans, black Caribbeans, black Africans. Oh, that's another, all day that's another topic. And that informs a That'll lot be a of great the behaviors topic. that we have. And so, it's actually, my bad, real quick, mm-hmm. you guys, um, the Grapevine on YouTube, they had a great conversation about yeah. that. And they had folks that represented each area mm-hmm. um, and background, ethnicity. And yeah. it was a great conversation. You guys should check it out. Now, when it came time for my sibling to apply, <laughs> um, they were a lot more lenient Mm -hmm. with my sibling but when it came to me I was just like oh I want to apply to this HBCU because I could pursue the sciences and also Mm -hmm. pursue music I want to apply to this HBCU because niggas I want to apply to this HBCU because it will it's in a great area like visions for like you and they also had a vision for your other siblings yeah they, they I think they after dealing with me they just like changed their rules a little bit um, but they were very dead set on like, no, why apply to HBCU when you have this school, that school, the other school, right? And so for, if I am blessed to have a child, I'm going to allow that child to choose, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The application process and the mm-hmm. school that they intend to go to. And then just support that because hmm. they have their reasons. They have their, and they, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Let's let's keep on going on DJ Envy and all the things he said wrong. Yes. He also said that um, black people don't work together. DJ Envy said it is so difficult to get black folks to work mm-hmm. together. And once again, Killer Mike came up against that and challenged that in, in saying that, no, black people work together a whole lot. And we don't give each other credit enough about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this whole... The idea that, you know, this notion that DJ Envy has, we we really have to, like, kill that. And we have to stop saying, oh, you know, black folks are difficult. And even if you come across or have come across people, black Mm -hmm. people, who have been difficult, that does not mean that all black people are difficult. And that does not mean that all black people are not working together. Because when you look at the blogs, you look at the Twitter, you look at the, you know, the news and the things that are going on, there are so many movements that are happening across this country, whether that be Chicago, whether that be out, you know, on the West Coast in Los Angeles, because like, the racial issues, like, they deal with shit out there, too. And it shows you Because of the disparity between the wealthy and 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 the folks who don't have have a lot of things. Mm-hmm. What did you just say? And it just shows you black people can work together, can black support people each do, other. And do. You know do. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just wanted to say like, hell, like we do that. We're here. We work together on this podcast. And also we work together in our community inside and outside of our fraternity. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to ask you like, what are some other areas where you feel like we work together? 
Mm. I think we work together when we're pursuing degrees, like in academia. Yeah, we work together yeah. to As support a cohort each other. or colleagues. Yeah. yeah, hell yeah. Absolutely. I've definitely been there. Right? We work together when it comes to servicing the community. Yeah. So I don't understand... I don't understand what Envy's saying. And this just highlights Killer Mike's point where he was just like, Envy is coming from a perspective that is padded with wealth mm-hmm. and privilege and just a blindness to the everyday individual. Yeah. Yeah. So I have one more takeaway. And of course, if you have any others, we could do that. In the Take final it away. <laughs> My last takeaway was um, that, you know, the difference between being prejudiced and, and, a, and having a preference. And mm. this kind of came up when Killer Mike talked about relationships and partnerships. Yeah. And, you know, Killer Mike was basically like, look, there's nothing wrong with a black family expecting or wanting their son or daughter to bring someone black home sure. and telling them, you better not bring no white woman or no white man through this door. There's nothing wrong with an Indian father or Indian mother telling their Indian son or daughter that we expect you to marry someone Indian. There's nothing wrong with an Asian parent telling their Asian daughter or son that we expect you and we would like you to marry someone Asian. And, you know, he said... There's nothing wrong with trying to keep... And he brought up a nepotism. There's nothing wrong with wanting to benefit and, and contribute and support continuously, you know, and, and outpour support and love for people who look like you. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I mean, white men do that and have been doing that in corporate America since the dawn, since the beginning of time. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's nothing wrong with nepotism. And, you know, then he went on to talk about how that idea can be easily squashed by this climate that we live in where a lot of people think that, oh, we're all supposed to be equal, we're also supposed to be the same. And people who have that type of mindset will usually criticize um, Killer Mike for mm-hmm. saying something like that. Um, and, you know, he talked about Jewish people especially, like, you know, a lot of people have customs that we may not agree with and and but at the end of the day, supporting and loving up on each other and, and growing and increasing together, that's something that we preach to each other as black people. So it's just like we can't not expect or not want or be mad at other groups of people doing that. Mm-hmm. You know? Um what else did I wanted to say? So I wanted to ask you like what you thought about that. But also like would you and have you dated outside your race? Would you marry outside your race? Do you feel like those things um, that Killer Mike said that could be important to you, are mm-hmm. they important to you? Mm. Have I dated outside my race? Yeah. Um, but I shared in like previous episodes that it came with a lot of processing what was communicated to me by those partners. Right? So, for example engaging sexually and having a white partner tell you um or ask you are you clean right oh my God. a question like that mm. reads more than just like have you been tested right it's it reads more than just being sex negative it reads as being a little racially loaded mm. um right and then it also like yeah. the double it's like a double edged sword like clean 
as in if you are positive like uh, now you're not clean yeah it's super it's super sex negative yeah um that said am i open to dating outside my race like i'm open to experiencing different gentlemen that said <laughs> i would <laughs> i'm just okay can we i'm back on my whole <laughs> shit so I am open to experiencing um, different gentlemen. various gentlemen. Um, I <laughs> different faces in different places. Okay. That said, <laughs> when he was describing how you know, I guess his wife's side of the family, you know, they looking for like strong black men who look like they came right he off just the, said that, yeah. the, the continent. He right? said they're not even looking for me. Like they okay. want a black, mm-hmm. strong, tall man. <laughs> I, I just think there is something so powerful about a black union. Yeah. And so my prayer at at night is to find a black partner who understands my experience, who understands my struggle, who understands my culture and the good parts of it, right? Who doesn't just want to co-op my culture and like be able to say nigga, but who can understand what being black comes with. Mm-hmm. I think to I to yeah. connect with someone like that would be beautiful. Whether you're black or white, can I just add that tidbit in? You can add it for you. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> yes. No, I'm saying I'm saying as far as understanding and knowing that experience of yeah. being black, because you can be black and still not understand that. So I could be mm. dating because not all black people are connected to that. They're not connected, but I think their lack of connection is a choice. It could be a choice or it could be lack of information or mm. lack of exposure. Maybe how you were raised. Maybe you went to your parents did like DJ Envy. They took mm-hmm. you out and sent you to a, a IV, and you never really got you know certain. Experiences. What's crazy for me there though, and which is why I say it goes back to it's a choice in that sense, is because DJ even said with his DJ Envy said with whatever he calls himself <laughs> DJ Envy said with his mouth, <laughs> my kids were called nigger, right. Mm-hmm. To receive that and to say your money protects you from the impact of that... It doesn't. ...is BS, right? Yeah. But a lot of people choose to be like, all right, well, I'm rich enough, so whatever you call me is not going to bother me. So I can still and be in these circles. Thrive. They ignore it, right? They, they'll Other sit with their white friends like and them. use nigger all the time. And people who look like them mm-hmm. are being impacted and hurting and mm-hmm. going through these racial mm-hmm. aggressions and all this bullshit, and you just over here in your little yeah. privileged bu- bubble. Meanwhile, you black. Right. So I to mean, that this point, is the challenge that people have with Kanye yeah. over and over again. So to that point, it's not... And with even Kanye, to that point, it's not that you don't understand the experience of being black you are choosing to ignore that experience and curate an experience of your own that is void of that blackness right or that black struggle and so then you can say oh it's not a race thing it's an ses thing girl Mm. right to that all that to say this though I still want me a black man. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to that because I do also enjoy black men. I love black men. I love black people. I love black women. Um, I love the beauty and, and, and the beauty as in how different we are. Not beauty as in yeah. as has been defined from this European standard. Sure. Beauty as in we are such a beautiful and diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. We come in all shades. We come in all colors. And sizes big sizes, small in between we look good we look good and yeah there are things that we need to work on sure yeah there's crime yeah there's bullshit and 
Yeah. But those are all consequences of the system. It's, <laughs> you can be Hell's Angels, right? And be involved in some bullshit over here, right? But also over here, be great. Mm-hmm. All right? <laughs> all right any final thoughts Mm-mm, that was my final thought i thought it was a great conversation you sure. I, I just really like killer mike and i'm i feel like i'm in this like area of learning and, and processing and taking in different experiences that people have like killer mike and just like kind of like having a moment to think about it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and that's why i really fucked with this episode he had those people sleep and then wake up and write out their thoughts. You guys should really check it out because after they wake up, they share their thoughts with sleep, <laughs> who still doesn't say a word. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but even without, he didn't need to say anything. These people had a breakthrough moment. Mm-hmm. You know, some people were crying. Like people really, we yearn to become more connected to the source. Sure. And. Killer Mike feels like we can do that through sleep. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the <Yes. song. laughs> Of my strength. Amen. Yes. You were trying to take this break? Let's take a break. We'll be right back to close the show out. Bye, guys. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. What's hey, up? Hey, so we're back. We back and... It's that time. We're going to miss y'all, but yes. we got to go. Time for the hung up or hanging out. But before we leave, yes, hung up, hanging out. Where, where are you at this week, P. Ryan? Um, <laughs> child, I don't even know. I'm just feeling good out here in these streets. Okay. So, okay, okay. I am hanging up on <laughs> that works. Um, <laughs> the White Walkers who assume that, or not assume, who be swearing that we all look alike, right? Because I know I don't, I do look like a couple people out here, but I don't look like everybody. And you have a so, name. And I do have a name. Yeah. So I was in school this week and I said hello to one of my white professors <laughs> and she got up and she was just like oh my gosh it's so good to see you are you still in the program i was like bitch yeah where i go right <laughs> i was literally looking at her like what so then she paused and she was like oh my goodness i said you ain't talking about me are you and she's <laughs> like no i mistook you for someone else ah. here's the gotcha gotcha i'm literally the only black man in the program you know what? So, so who Have did you seat. think of? Have a seat, miss. Who were you talking about, sis? <sighs> and not, like, literally, it's a five to seven year program. In every single five to seven Y'all years. Y'all really I am the only mess. black man. Who were you talking about? A mess. That is just, come on. Right? Disrespectful. Put some so respect I said, on P. Ryan's name. I literally was just like, okay, God bless you. I'm going to go now. And that was that. <laughs> okay. So you you hanging up on White Walkers that get us all, tell us Confused, we all look alike. Okay. Confused, the spirit of confusion. Is mm-hmm. that what you said? Yes. <laughs> we need to be delivered. Delivered! 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 <laughs> okay? Okay. Delivered. Okay. Delivered. Okay. For me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to use your line, thanks for asking. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> You didn't know I had that line, did you? Oh, I've used it on you before. So you took it from me. You took it from me. What did Cardi B said? I had it first. Curtis, that was my song. I heard it. I had it first, and then they gave it to you. 
Okay. For Mickey Manash. I'm I'm that's 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 the that's that's the mood this year. Yeah. I had it first. You had it first. And then they gave it to you. <laughs> it's your shit. Okay. Shout out to Cardi B. And shout out to my homegirl at Kate. I work with her, white lady. She mm-hmm. is so cool. I know you were just talking about white workers that walk. That's at work. Cool. Ooh, I was sounding like um <laughs> White Walkers that walk. Elmer, what's his name? Fudd? El- Elma Fudd? El- <laughs> Okay, so y'all, oh yeah, shout out to Kate, I I just wanted to say that, she's white, and she's not all this bullshit that we be talking about, Mm -hmm. and I love working with her, so. Okay, you don't have to Kate for her. Shout out to Kate. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to do that. You was nasty. (laughs) I am a nasty bitch, aren't I? Stop it, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) But no, this week, for me, I'm just hung up on black folk, especially after, like, feeling all this Michael, um, Killer Mike... (laughs) Michael Killer. Killer Mike Love. I'm just like him. You know, he you know, he said it on the club interview. Yeah, this is February, this is Black History Month, but let's as much as we can, like let's celebrate each each other every day. We don't have to just do it in the month of February. What does that come with, y'all? Patience. I like how he brought up in the interview as well how quick we are to write off people, right? Because you didn't get a a response that you liked Mm -hmm. or someone, quote unquote, gave you an attitude or quote off quote, they did give you a fucking attitude, Mm -hmm. right? Or they might have said something to you that you didn't like. Mm-hmm. And you 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 cut them off, so it's like have patience with each other, y'all. Like we're up, we're all up against a lot of bullshit every day, yes. right? So if you have a bad interaction with someone who looks like you, and just think that they may just be having a bad day, go back and try again. Mm-hmm. Go back and try again. You can tell them I, I didn't like. Okay, dust yourself off and try one more again. Yeah. Mariah Carey, shout out to one more again. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, okay. <laughs> it's good. I love it. <laughs> All right, I'm out. I'm just, I'm hung up on, I'm, I'm loving up on everybody that's black. Let's try to do it as you know much as we can, as often as we can. And let's just show each other love, hold each other accountable, okay? But let's move forward in 2019 in blessings and prosperity. To you all. Y'all. We love y'all. Okay. This has been another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. Find the girl on Instagram and Twitter <laughs> at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Merrick. Find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both bitches on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Yes, and if you told Oprah Winfrey not to like us, email us mm-hmm. at hunguppod at gmail.com. Yes. yes. <laughs> and thank you guys for your ratings and reviews. Um, keep keep coming. them coming. Okay. <laughs> what you <laughs> oh, doing over there? Close this out. Take us home. I'm closing my eyes. I'm taking that nap from right. the beginning of the show. <laughs> we said we should take naps. Find us on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you can find a man who will dust that blissy off and try again. All right. Damn. Mm, and right in and tell us about that. Ooh, okay. Hung we should have a conversation about com. that man. Yes. <laughs> Bye, girl. Peace out, y'all. <laughs> Bye. Anything that doesn't help black people needs to be burned the fuck down now. <laughs> <laughs>